the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The following program is sponsored by Courageous Christianity, a public nonprofit ministry equipping Christian warriors for the spiritual battlefield. The intersection of our faith and the world is a battlefield strewn with debris of a fallen world. It challenges even the hardiest souls. And yet, this intersection is the context of our faith. As courageous Christian warriors, we must navigate this difficult terrain in our personal walk and as we seek to bring Christ to those who are lost and struggling. As a colonel in the Marine Corps Reserves with numerous combat deployments, Richard Mendelow has walked dangerous ground in peacetime and in war. Join us for the next 30 minutes as he and his guests shed light on this critical intersection on spiritual combat and on the rules of engagement for courageous Christianity. And here's your host, Richard Mendelow. Friends, welcome and thank you for joining us. I'm Richard Mandelow, and as always, sitting beside me is Christy Stratton, my most excellent wingman. Hello, everyone. Good morning. We have an exciting show for you today on two counts. First, we have a very special guest with us, and second, we're going to talk about the Twelve Apostles as we continue in our series on heroic faith. Our guest is Pastor Steve Dennis. He is the executive pastor of the Light Community Fellowship in Willis, Texas, and he works for pastors Ron and Ava Bates, who have built a beautiful community there. Pastor Steve is not only my good friend, he is my personal pastor, and he keeps me pointed downrange, as all Marines should be pointed downrange. (laughs) And he and I have worked together in the area of equipping Christian warriors for the spiritual battlefield for over five years. The thing about Pastor Steve is that he does not mince words, and he walks the walk really more than anybody I know, faithfully and diligently in everything he does. He's a devoted husband, a loving father, and a true brother and shepherd. And uh, did I mention that he doesn't mince words? (laughs) Truthfully, I admire him tremendously and see him as a leader of courageous Christian warriors. So he is the perfect person to talk with us about the 12 men who changed the world, Pastor Steve. Welcome. Thank you so much. And thank you for the kind words. Uh, um, maybe went on a little bit there, but um, I'm honored <laughs> and and uh, excited to be a part of this great work you guys are doing here. Thank was you. The, what's the mincing words foreshadowing? Uh, <laughs> today we're continuing our series on heroic faith with this sixth episode. And don't worry if you've missed the previous five episodes, you can listen to them at kkht.com under the Programs tab by selecting Podcasts and looking for Courageous Christianity with Richard Mendelow. It's our hope that by this series, we will all see how much we have in common with these heroes as we strive to be courageous Christians. Before we begin today's show, 
I must remind you that as a colonel still serving in the Marine Corps Reserves, I have to preface my comments by saying that these are my personal views, and they do not necessarily represent the Department of Defense or the Department of the Navy. Please pray with us. Father God, we praise your holy name, and we thank you for this opportunity to come and sit at your feet. We pray that it be your word, be your Holy Spirit that, that guide us into all your truth. We pray that your word falls on fertile ground, and wherever anyone may be listening, that, that it impacts them and draws them closer to you and, and more into the image of your Son. Let all we do today in word, in deed, and in tone glorify you and paint a picture of your truth and of your love and your hope. It's in Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. Mm. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Pastor Steve. We've looked so forward to having you on the show. Thank yes, you for being here. Absolutely. I'm excited. Um, so we're talking about the apostles because they embody all the heroic traits we've talked about over the last couple of weeks. So with Ruth, we talked about her heart, the centurion. We talked about his faith. Queen Esther, we talked about the fact that she did what she could, where she was with what she had for such a time as this. We talked about how heroes act in the moment. And we talked about uh, King Josiah and Jeremiah and how they had to turn their back on the world to just pursue God's word and to speak God's word to the people around them. And so uh, we're talking about apostles and how they do that. And I'm kind of wondering who's your favorite apostle. Do you have a favorite? That's a good question. I think um, I think I identify the most with Peter. Uh, Peter was bold and and usually, as you said, didn't mince words. But that <laughs> often meant he put his foot in his mouth too. So uh, he got he got himself uh, in a little hot water every now and then. And and I can so relate to that. That's kind of my story. So if I had to pick a favorite, I would probably say Peter. Huh, Christy. My favorite. Yeah. Got one? Uh, oh, why do you? Why do you, you love them all. You I just got a, uh, yeah. got a heart for God. <laughs> I guess uh, the one that I love, and he's not one of the 12, but it's Paul. At first, when I was reading about Paul, I, you know, Jew believes in Jesus. He can kind of be matter of fact and obnoxious at times, and he just speaks it like it is. And I was telling somebody one time that uh, Paul kind of annoyed me, and they looked at me and they said, uh, I think you're a lot like Paul. And so I don't know if that's good or bad. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we're going we're gonna to let that one lie there. Thank you. So as we read No the mincing book of, of the words there. <laughs> okay, there's no mincing today. As we read the book of Acts and the epistles, and that's a great word, epistle, and as we look back on 2,000 years of Christian history, it's easy to think that these 12 guys knew what was happening in the moment. I really want to look at that because they didn't. They were fishing. They were collecting taxes. They were doing this random stuff. And then there was this moment. And they had to make the choice to believe, to act on that belief, to submit to Jesus, to turn their back on the world, and to just bring what they had to their following, and then to speak it. It's amazing to me. I, I, I think it's so much like it is today. I, I don't think they had a clue. Um, j- just as we, we get into this concept of today of a, a conquering king that walked in love and came to serve and not be served, I, 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 that, that was something foreign to them. And it was, it was by, by walking it out and walking day to, day to day with him and seeing him actually live out what he was saying 
that they matured into that. But no, I, I, I agree with you. I don't think they, oh, this is Jesus and this is what this is about. No. Right. Yeah. Christy made the point uh, a couple of weeks ago that they just, you just do it. You just, you just commit. Well, I think we, in a kind of, I thought it was funny, but very real. You know, I thought that we were talking about Ruth, obviously not one of the right. apostles, but you know, did Ruth sit there and go, okay, I'm going to now do this. So 2000 years later, whatever Christy and Richard are talking about Ruth. And I said, you know, I'm going to show up as a hero. And Richard said something along the lines of, no, that's a celebrity. And so I'm glad to hear that you're kind of saying that they were just like we are going about, you know, I kind of hear following their hearts, following their messy, regular, everyday people, their sin, there's things they wish they could have done better. And then there they are. Amazingly, 2,000 years later, they have changed the world, 1.3 billion Christians on this planet. And I really want people to hear that the Holy Spirit guided them, Jesus led them, God empowered them, and as messed up as things look around us today, the worst thing we could do is say, oh man, this is just too big a mess. And I feel like I'm outgunned in this fight because that's one thing we're not. And, and our opportunity is like the apostles do it the same way they did commit locally in the little places in your life, bring everything you can believe, have faith, act on that faith, submit to Jesus in all things. You're going to make mistakes like Peter. You're going to shoot your mouth off. Okay. Reset. Everybody gets knocked down the faster you get back up, get back in the fight. We'll change the world. Yeah. And that's what this show is, is, is about, is courageous Christianity. So one thing that I want to ask you about is to witness. We use that a lot, and it's in a scripture that I love. What does that mean exactly, to witness for Christ? It's such a great question. I, I think it's a twofold answer. Uh, it's one part speaking, one part living. And, you know, the, the first part, when you, when you say you have to speak out, you have to tell others about Christ, unfortunately, I'd say that freezes most believers. Um, I, I think it freezes them in their tracks. Mm. And, you know, the enemy, unfortunately, has done a great job of, of planting this lie, this seed in that you can't talk until you know everything. I can't tell you how many times I've had guys say, well, yeah, I just don't know enough scripture to tell people about Jesus. Right. I don't know about this. And, and you know, my word to that is garbage. That, that, that's, not, that's, that's not even the case. The moment that you place your trust and ask Jesus to be your Lord and Savior, you have a testimony that someone needs to hear. Absolutely. Um, someone you're going to run across and it's going to be a divine appointment and someone's story is going to be very similar to yours. And they need to hear that, that at that moment that... Where I mean, First Peter talks about giving account. First uh, Peter three talks about giving account for the hope that's within you. Doesn't say give them systematic theology. It says tell them why you hope in Jesus. Yeah, it's a good point. It's and, a, it's a very good point. You said that's garbage, and this is something I want to speak to, and we're going to speak to again. Is that doesn't sound quote nice, but. We've been lulled into uh, the nice business as Christians, and we're not in the nice business. We're in the kind business, and the kind business sometimes involves telling people difficult truths to get them to be the person they're supposed to be, 
because right now on the narrow road that leads to Christ, a lot of people ended up in the ditch because of nice. And all that was required was somebody be kind enough to tell them the truth in love. And I distinguish between nice and kind, and that's a, a common theme, and it's going to be a common theme. But um, I think that's great. So witnessing with your words, with your testimony, and then you also said with your life. You got you got to live it out. Um, so if I if I if I tell you that, well, I may not have all the answers, but here's why I know that I know that I know that Jesus is real, that He loves me, that His promises are true. If I'm telling you that then I, if I have enough belief in that to tell you that, then it, it should be evident in my life. So as I live it out and I stand on the Word of God and I say, here's the filter I pour all my decisions through, and I'm going to act this way because Christ said so, that in and of itself is a witness. When they see me act like that, when they see me treat my wife in a certain way, when they see me treat my children, when they see me make these decisions, that in and of itself is a witness. Mm. Amen. By the way, Pastor Steve drinks honey in his coffee, and we go to Chick-fil-A, and we have uh, these really fun breakfasts together. I and love honey in my coffee. I totally don't understand that. <laughs> it's so good. Honey's for tea. <laughs> but anyway, so we sit at Chick-fil-A, and you, we, Pastor Steve. <laughs> we love the atmosphere there, and we have these uh, long conversations, and truthfully, he and I have always been connected because... He helps me to ensure that what we're saying is scriptural, and I bring a warrior's perspective, and to me, both are precisely appropriate to Christianity. Absolutely. And it brings me to this next question I really want to ask you. It seems to me that since the context of our time on earth is spiritual warfare, just walking in faith is heroic, as you've described, your words and your life, but why is it so hard? Again, I think I think a great question. It's and to to use one of your terms. I don't believe we understand the battlefield. I don't. I, you know, if I'm going to train for an MMA fight or someone approaches me in the street and, and is obviously there to attack me, I understand the fight. I understand that that I understand what's going on in in the moment. But but this this spiritual battle that we're in that that. I'm, I'm to put Christ first in all things. I am to regard others more important than myself. I'm, I'm to, to love my wife unconditionally and only have eyes for her. I'm to invest in my children and be an, be an ever-present and engaged father. Um, all these things that I'm supposed to be doing that the world tells me mm. something completely different right. and barrage, yeah. you know, just barrages me with, with, with attacks of through everything from billboards to this to that to whatever— and trying to teach my children counter stuff to what scripture says. And then I've got to, I've got to try to un, undo that and, and, and hopefully be on the front side of that. It's 24 seven. There's, it, it's a, it's an infinite game. There's no start. There's no finish. It, it's still Christ comes back. Well put. And it brings us to the idea that we can't do it by ourselves. We need Jesus. We need his guidance. We need his strength. He says, yoke yourself to me. It, it brings me to the point about all of our heroes in the past. It wasn't until they turned to God in whatever struggle it was. It wasn't until they looked for him and then through his power achieved this greatness. And so as you strive to keep your family, again, pointed downrange, uh, keep the 
progressive world from teaching lies to children and uh, using the school system or politics or billboards or shopping or marketing or materialism or sports to mm-hmm. do it, we need Jesus' help to to make that. So heroes don't become heroes till they turn to God and seek his power. What do you think about that? Well, there, there's no... There's no way to win the battle without it. There's, mm-hmm. I mean, you're, I, I tried it my own way for many, many years, and it left me in in complete defeat. Yeah. And, and that was the moment where I was like, okay, I've tried, I've tried everything that that this world tells me will make me successful, and it's done nothing but chop me down. So, this savior, this this thing that I so desperately needed that's when I start getting glory to glory and victory to victory. I think about the listeners out there and there's got to be somebody because I'm, I'm sitting here tracking right with you. I'm like, that's when my life changed is when, and not that I would call myself a hero, but when I turned it over, I tried it on my own terms and I'm sure many of us, those listening are thinking that same thing. So we can all take on those characteristics and start now. Absolutely. It's uh, look around friends it ain't working. Whatever we're doing is not working. Trying it our own way is not working. And we're getting further and further away. So then mm-hmm. each of us in our lives say, you know what? I can't stand to watch TV. I can't stand the lies. Somebody just told me that uh, two days ago I was at work. And I said to them, it's because your soul is fearfully and wonderfully made and it knows the truth. And if God wanted to have a relationship with you when he created you, then necessarily he built into you the need to have a relationship with him. Absolutely. And in the absence of that relationship, there's emptiness, fear, um, weakness. And so when we turn to God in the truth, not as we would have it, not as we would make it, but submitted and Neither in perfection, because we're not going to get there because we're perfect. We're going to get there because we're imperfect, and we seek him to be the person that he asks us to be when he made us fearfully and wonderfully. So what Pastor Steve is saying, I totally get when he's, uh, if you ask, how do we access God's power? And that is to live out his code, uh, to seek his righteousness, to know that he's there to help you, to know that he's forgiving, to know that he doesn't expect a creature that he created, which he knows to be imperfect, to suddenly be perfect. These are all lies from the devil when he seeks to rob you of your power under God. And it's an absolutely beautiful thing that as the apostles came to Jesus from wherever they were, fishermen, tax collectors, and through him, They found their power, they found their strength, and through their lives, their words, they witnessed to a world, a watching world. And their actions, another commonality of biblical heroes is that their actions were kingdom-minded. And Pastor Steve, kingdom-minded actions, big picture. I, I think that's that's the piece that is is so critically missing out of out of so much of it. It's it's what's in it for me. What's in it for me now? What's what can I yeah. get? What can I get out of this? Not not how do I further the kingdom? And it's when you come to that realization that you can start to really start to make some strides. What what occurs to me right now is God bless you because <laughs> I see Pastor Steve devoted to his uh, faith and devoted to his family. And we've talked about on this show that family is the building block of God's kingdom. And so God bless you. 
Um, Friends, what you've just heard is the truth. And speaking of truth, in every show, we have a moment of truth where we look at Scripture, which informs our discussion, and we do this to remind ourselves that God's Word is our first refuge, that it is always relevant, and that it never fails. And today, our moment of truth comes from Acts chapter 1, verse 8. As Jesus prepared to ascend into heaven, so this is one of the last things he says to the apostles, his 12 heroes gathered who changed the world. He says to them, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. Friends, there is no doubt that the apostles were heroes as they contended for the faith even unto death. As they witnessed for Christ, they changed the world. They did not know they would change the world. They just did what Jesus said to do. As courageous Christians, we too can be heroes. When we give ourselves to Jesus and turn our backs on the world, and when we resist evil and take action in a kingdom-minded way, we too can show our God to the world in a way that transforms. It is about hearing the words of Jesus with our ears and our hearts and putting them into practice on a daily basis. And speaking about transforming the world, our quote of the day comes from Mahatma Gandhi, who said, if we could change ourselves, the tendencies in the world would also change. This is often misquoted as, be the change you want to see in the world, which is nonetheless equally insightful. And it speaks right to the heart of Christianity because the first thing that has to happen is you and your relationship with God has to change you as Jesus comes into your heart. So if we want people to think less about the things of this world and to focus more on God, then we must think less about the things of this world and focus more on God. If we wish people were kinder to one another, then we must be kinder to one another. If we wish that there were fewer lies and more truth, then we must speak that truth. And if we wish that more people knew Jesus, then we must tell them about him. And as we do this, we must understand that the world will not like it and that it will take courage. Friends, the 12 apostles did exactly this. They weren't necessarily perfect or socially important men. By most standards, they were fairly ordinary. And yet they acted decisively at the critical moment when they dropped what they were doing to follow Jesus. And that was when they became extraordinary. And we can do the same. When we give our hearts and our lives to Jesus in faith, and when we commit our faith to action, and when we turn to God to help us, confront hardship and challenging circumstances, the struggles of this world, and when we resist evil as Jesus resisted evil and resist popular culture to speak God's truth in love. And when we think in a kingdom-minded way, then uncertainty will become certainty and God's far-reaching will will be done through the generations. So friends, the apostles did not seek comfort. They did not seek worldly wealth and they did not seek refuge from harm. They sought only to deliver on the promise so carefully nurtured in them by Jesus himself. In this way, they show us that hardship and opportunity go hand in hand, and they show us that it's not our circumstances, but the way we respond to our circumstances that determines our opportunities in the kingdom. That is heroic faith, and that is courageous Christianity. I would like to thank Pastor Steve for joining us today. It's wonderful to have him on the show. I've looked so forward to it. And you've heard the series, 
and you've heard everything that we've said about heroes. And if you could convey one thing to our listeners whose hearts we care so deeply about, what would that be? I think it's exactly what you keep touching on. These were these were ordinary Joes like us. Um, it wasn't the Pharisees. It wasn't the Sadducees. It wasn't the religious leaders of the time. It was the guy sitting in the office buildings all over. It was the the normal guy that that changed the world. So through Christ, all things are possible. Mm, amen. Thank you. Friends, that is courageous Christianity. It's you and me loving Jesus, submitting to him, seeking to do what he tells us to do, knowing we're not perfect, but coming to him as he clothes us in robes and forgives us and separates our our sin from us as far as the East is from the West. So thanks again, Pastor Steve. Uh, Friends, stay with us as we continue in the series next week. The finale of our heroes, you won't be disappointed. Uh, please uh, tune back into that. And should you want to reach us, we can be contacted at CourageousChristianity at gmail.com or 281-656-1833. Thanks for joining us today. We are honored to walk with you in Christ. God bless and semper fi. 